Welcome to Slashers and Spirits, a horror movie podcast. In this show, Kim and I, longtime fans of the horror genre, show horror movies to AJ, our friend who hated the genre until just recently. We also consume a fair amount of alcohol during our viewing, so we start these in, you know, not the best space. I'm Aaron. I'm AJ. I'm Kim. Hey, how's everyone doing? Good. Terrible. <laughs> AJ had a blast watching this movie. Uh-huh, sure. I'm not terrified of everything in my house at all. <laughs> and it's a big difference from last week's movie when we watched Creepshow. How's Creepshow sitting with everybody? How is how is the week? How, how, how have you thought about Creepshow throughout the week? In all honesty, no, I haven't thought about it at all. <laughs> That's fair. I am still thinking about Midsummer. <laughs> That's I found a really creep show doll at Target actually. Oh yeah, she sent it to me. Yeah, she I would have never photo. like looked at it twice, and then I was like, "Hey, I recognize that skeleton looking guy." I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> it's in a red box, right? Yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. is in a red box. Now is that because you're a horror fan, or is it because you used to work at Target? That's because I have 90 billion little toys in my room from each horror movie. I bought a new ghost face this week. I was Ooh. very proud of my, my new NECA Ultimate Series ghost face. and was very happy to get him. I'll totally pretend like I understand what that meant. It's the Scream guy. Stabby, yeah. stabby. I know who ghost slashy, face slashy. is. He's a oh, I know who ghost face, who ghost face is. is. I don't She's know what the rest fan. is. <laughs> <laughs> We're four episodes in and I already know all the horror knowledge i need thank you we're done <laughs> four episodes four episodes into slashes and spirits and we have watched zero slashers <laughs> okay but episodes. also technically it's like the third episode because we're ignoring the other ones they're coming oh, yeah. it's a slow build up we're working we're working yeah, we're uh, this one's time. actually spirits and spirits oh. uh, <laughs> see you got some of both of that ha 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 uh, Is that the joke you wanted to wait to make? No, I forgot the joke I wanted oh, to make. Damn it! it. Was I was so excited. It was something about like having a grudge against the movie. <laughs> I have uh, a grudge against this movie. Something stupid. Yeah, yeah. You have a big grudge against this movie. Um, um, <laughs> so I guess that's how we segue into it, right? Is this where we're going? We're gonna jump into the grudge. Yeah. Um, this week it was Kim's turn to choose the movie. So Kim, why did you choose to watch The Grudge? It's just a good old-fashioned scary movie. Like, I'm watching it now as an adult, obviously. I It, it wasn't that bad, but it's obviously? one of... <laughs> really? Thank you. Thanks it's for that. one of those movies that, like, most of us has watched, like, when we were children. Like, I watched it when I was, like, probably too young, like, 12, 13, probably younger than that. I don't know. But it's, like, a staple, I feel like, in every horror fan's movie list. Like, it's, it's when it came out, it was some scary-ass shit. And you know what? AJ just needs a good taste of some fear. I feel like the last yeah. movies weren't scary. They were disturbing or, like, you know, weird. And I think this is just a good old-fashioned jump scare fest. And I, I we needed some of that. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I think I could have lived without that. I think I didn't need more fear in my life. I have enough anxiety. I did not need to be terrified by this movie for a full hour and 30 minutes. And yet... An hour and 30 minutes went by, and I was scared the whole time. Also, 2000s horror is very, like, it, it's an important, I guess, not genre, but, like, era of horror that, like, I feel like we should touch on in general, just because so much happened in the 2000s. These movies are just trash, but gold trash. You know what I mean? The the effects of it 
are only just now being like shook off yeah like i'd say the influence of like horror movies from this time is only just now starting to to end with um i guess i would i would consider like the sort of like the uh i can never pronounce the guy that did hereditary in midsummer um ari aster yeah ari aster and jordan peele i think mm-hmm. right now are very much like defining where horror is going and i'd even say bloomhouse i would have hated to say bloomhouse no i agree until just recently but just recently bloomhouse really seems to be producing some quality for once um so I'm, i'd say those three sources are really influencing where horror is at right now and this is definitely the grudge in like oh four is definitely the beginning of like a lot of the tropes that dominated up until like god at least 2015 you know yeah because we recently went back to like a whole remake kind of era i want to say with all like the horror remakes from like 70s the 80s etc like and i think this is the same kind of situation it's technically a remake but these are international remakes which i think is very different there was only two years between the movies too so it really was more yeah and it was like a trend like it was the grudge the ring there's like um pulse was another movie um i believe it's is it the uninvited or one of those is also another um international remake but it became kind of popular Hmm? one missed call oh that's right one, one missed call as well yeah yeah it's hilarious um <laughs> you were talking about how um this movie kind of has like a like a big place in horror you know yeah and this this definitely separates from like my genre of horror like this is not my go-to in the genre mm-hmm. uh, and i'm not sure like the cultural relevance and like the lasting impact of the grudge but i know when i was a kid like when you were talking about that this was like the scariest shit anyone had ever heard of like this movie had such an impact on like people our age for sure oh yeah uh, like I, w- I was saying earlier i'm pretty sure my parents either stole this movie from blockbuster it's like never returned it and eventually just paid for it because i just know this movie as being like the cursed default blockbuster dvd case you know <laughs> like with the big blue ticket on it like yeah. the, we don't have cover up for this like this lived on my parents like dresser in that and it was like nope don't watch that that that'll fuck you up but then i definitely saw it like way too young and you know yeah it probably brought me to where i am now in a couple of ways Uh. (laughs) yeah this is a movie that made me afraid of the dark when i was younger like i still low-key have that fear but after i watched this movie i slept with my closet light on i and i was just freaked out at the dark and it never, I never really shook off that fear. Even when I watched more horror movies and I kind of got over it, I still was always like, she going to get me. She going to get me under the sheets. I know it. <laughs> That's the problem with this movie. <laughs> I was about to say, AJ can relate. Except, I'm know. sitting with all the lights on in my room. <laughs> There's three and they're all on because screw this. Um, and like the fact that she comes out of the sheets, like, dude, the sheets are the protective space. You can't come out of the fucking sheets. Yeah, but she does. She comes out of everywhere. You name it. The closet, the stairwell, the... But I've never been to the house, so it's okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she just wants to, like... We're talking about her too much, and she's like, Ayo, they want to visit. Yeah, you want to visit. I don't want to visit. All right, before we go any further, uh, what are we drinking? I'm drinking raspberry lemonade and vodka. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, Corona Refresca in a, oh, what are those glasses called? In a martini glass because I want to be fancy. Wow. Yeah, and the flavor of guava lime. 
I could have been fancy, and then I purposely went looking for a solo cup because the fancy cups were too small, and I didn't want to deal with that today. <laughs> Kim must have run out of her designer wine because she I actually yeah, did. Tell us what she was drinking this time. I honestly did. I was like, "We'll spice it up. We'll do some some beer, some Corona. Go back oh, to my shit. roots, you know." Go back to my roots. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to when Kim was twelve, drinking Coronas and watching The Grudge. <laughs> Part of my culture, man. You drink a Corona. <laughs> Gotta represent. Aaron, oh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking hop. Oh wait, what is this? Okay, hopping nomad IPA. It is okay, but it was $6 for a six-pack, and I was like, wow, Ooh, that's probably that's terrible, good. but I'm not going to pass that up. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good deal. Yeah, uh, you know, only the finest here. <laughs> only only the finest. Last time was the $13 whiskey, and now we're at the $6 uh, IPAs. My parents are very proud. You know what? All of our parents <laughs> are very proud of us for creating something that requires us to drink alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. I have to. It's uh, a. <laughs> I'm drunk on a Wednesday for a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really out of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's got to remember drink water, drink water throughout this. That's that's the goal for me is just keep the water going so I don't hate life tomorrow. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go into AJ's review of this movie. Give us fuck this movie. That's it. That's my review. I hate so, this movie. So ends the AJ review. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this movie is about a creepy lady who kills everyone, and you all know the lady because I knew the lady before I watched this movie. It's a very iconic thing that the grudge lady is coming after you. And she is going to murder you, and that's it. That's the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that takeaway. Holy shit. All right, let's go. Kim, go yes. for it. Why, why, why the grudge? I know you gave some of it earlier, but ex- explain the grudge a bit and what you like about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, cool. All right. I'll, I'll try not to talk too much. Okay. Um, so The Grudge, I'll just give a little background, was made in 2004 by director Takashi Shimuzo. Sorry if I pronounce that incorrectly. I am drinking and I cannot pronounce names properly in general. So it is an American remake of a Japanese horror film called Ju-On. Again, sorry for the butchering of the wording. Um, he directed the original as well. So he's done the American version and he's done the original Japanese version, which is pretty cool. This movie was actually like almost a shot for shot replication. So there's only like a couple things that are changed, aka a bunch of white people um, and a few like characters here and there that would change in a few scenes. But other than that, it's like a shot for shot of um, Ju Own, which interesting, but also problematic. Um, So essentially, it's more so like about a curse born from like rage, sorrow, these really big festering emotions that kind of takes over a house where a woman and her son and the cat question mark yes, were murdered i'm i that cat did not deserve it but we'll get to that just um, the cat just the cat um, i was also most concerned by the cat thank you okay like it, was, it was really um, the biggest reaction say, i had fuck the movie. Them kids the- <gasps> and- <laughs> <laughs> but save the cat uh i would like this 
file a formal disagreement <laughs> with that analysis. Thank you. Kim thinks the cat should have, I mean, AJ thought the cat should have died. <laughs> right? No, that's no, that's not what I said. Controversial. That's not what I said. This is a pro-cat podcast, okay? I'm I pro make children clear. and wives as well. That's all I'm saying. No, this is an anti-child <laughs> podcast. Facts. This is where you're, you're mixing it up. It, that's two. That's two versus one. This is an anti-child pro cat podcast. <laughs> uh, also, change my career. A, also, the official Harry Potter podcast. But, but, but uh-huh. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, these supernatural supernatural forces haunt anyone who enters the house. There's a lot of characters in this, and like to be honest, they get kind of lost. So I'm gonna give a brief, brief review so we can refer to them. I guess a bit easier. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Sorry, I I I, I thought that I was going nuts, and I was like, I'm no, having trouble connecting these people sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So the protagonists, I kind of grouped them together into like three groups. So group one is technically the main protagonist, white man number one, also called Matt. Um, he has his very gay wife with him. Don't know her name. Don't <laughs> care. She's a lesbian. That's all we have to know about that. And then his. Do you want a real name? Um. No. Lesbian wife okay. is fine. And then we have his mother, who I believe she has, like, dementia. I don't really know what her deal is. She needs to shower. But she She, is the mother. Wait, I know that. She's lethargic and with a mild case of dementia. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she was, yeah. I'm still the fact checker. She's got a bad case of the stairs. Yeah. And her hair needs some conditioner. But you know what? That's not my business. She reminded me of Max's mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh my god, I'm not, yes! I'm not sure. yes. <laughs> she looks just like Max's mom. She if I does. type in Max's mom, is it going to be? It's the first thing that shows up on Google. I'm so proud. I'll, I'm All right, sending a picture Max's of Max's mom. From now on. That's okay, Max's mom is in this movie. And then group two is a woman, another white woman, love that, named Karen Fitting, aka Buffy the <laughs> Vampire Slayer, and her boyfriend, Daphne. Buffy, <laughs> Daphne from Scooby Doo, um, and her boyfriend, who is literally just like a walking toupee at this point. He has no <laughs> personality. He's just all hair. This and man's ha- face never moves. He never smiles. He never frowns. And he has one tone of voice, and I love him. <laughs> His name is Doug, but I don't. I don't really care about him. And then we have the others. Not nearly as good as Doug the childhood tv show no not even close this one has hair i don't believe (laughs) (laughs) it's actually the two most iconic dougs if you bring up doug it's like wait the one the bald as fuck one or the the one with hair (laughs) (laughs) and then we just have like the extra people so we have matt's sister susan another white woman um we'll just call her white woman number two who is not buffy there's then, a lot of white people only interacting with white people in Japan. Yeah, it literally makes no sense. And then we have Alex, who is the director of like this care service provider thing. I don't, I don't really know. And then Peter, white man number two, who is the man that Koyaku, again, I'm sorry about the word pronunciation, Koyaku was in love with. I think he's like a professor. I don't know. He, he does something. He's a white man. I don't really care about him. Um, and yeah, so those are the main people besides this ghost that we talk about. Even then, that sounds confusing, but I'm telling you that is a boiled-down version of what we saw because there was a lot going on. Yeah. It, it has a complex way of, of going around it, kind of like a mystery thing, but really at the end of the day, it's just 
guy kills family, curse on house. Now everyone dies. Like yeah. house mad, house attack people. Yeah. white people move in, kills white people, haunts other white people. It's always white people moving in. Every fucking movie, it's just white people moving in. Something scary happens. They don't move. They should move the second something scary happens, but they choose to stay, and that's where they make the wrong choice, and that's why moving they die. Moving is awful, though. Like Facts. it would take a lot. It would okay, take a lot but... to get me to move right after moving. You know what? I disagree. If something scary is moving around my house and some like this movie in it, everything in her kit like house falls on the ground all of a sudden. Like all the stuff gets scattered all over the ground. And you don't think twice about that? Like I would be like, you know what? Time to never come back here again. Like, fine, I'll pay my rent, whatever, I'll stay somewhere, but I'm never coming back. <laughs> you can continue to pay rent on a place you're never coming back to? <laughs> 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 Well, to move out means I might die, so I might as well just leave all my fucking shit and deal with but the consequences. But she, like, follows them outside the house, right? Like, once you're in, you're, like, done for. She will follow you until you're dead. So even with that logic... Yes, but that doesn't how it works on other houses, so I'm still sticking with my, like, hopeful plan, because for a lot of horror movies, it doesn't work that way, so I'm just gonna, like... <laughs> bank on the fact that it's not this AJ's literally pulling the yeah but not for me (laughs) (laughs) not my house I'm built different you're not gonna come for me (laughs) no she might I'm not saying she won't I'm saying she might I'm just hoping my ghost isn't her you know oh that you'd have a different ghost haunting you a different ghost that's less likely to A different kill ghost me. that'll live in the house you still pay rent in as you live elsewhere. She's gonna pick her ghost. She's gonna have to interview you know any what? ghost that wants to haunt her to give them the okay to haunt her. So they're on the same page. Isn't that literally the, the Winchester be... Mansion story? That like a ghost shows up and you're like, fuck, alright, take this room. Leave me alone. I'll pay your rent. Just take this room. You know what? I'm here They're for like it. They're like the worst roommates. Because that will help other people from living there too. You know, like I'm protecting other people by making sure no one okay, lives that's there. That's a nice house. Like I'm just saying, the rent must be kind of pricey. That's all I'm gonna say. And for what? For like two ghosts no, to just be like chilling. Their rent's gotta be lower. Their rent's gotta be lower because people died there. It lowers I don't the think price. The retailer like told them. Does that not happen in I'm, Japan? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think he told them. I just think that it's still cheaper. To sell it, to get it off, maybe. Also, always Google your address before you fucking move in. Advice from AJ. AJ's advice corner. (laughs) What have you found? Has this advice saved you before? Have you found something before going somewhere? (laughs) No. (laughs) I've literally only moved in one place and we think it's haunted, but she won't kill us. So Mm. there's that. She? You don't know that. Yeah, she's a lady. She's a um, colonial lady. I've seen her. <laughs> just, oh my god, Molly, who edits <laughs> edits in the other room, and she she's on like push to talk, and he said she's a colonial woman, and I just hear cackling from from the bedroom all of a sudden when he comes out. She doesn't have a name yet. We don't name her. I respect her too much to name her. I don't name things. One, that's the thing about me. I don't name things. Two, I respect her, so I don't give her any forced identity. I just let her live her life. She's She's dead, so you know. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She's ready. She enjoys our witchy shit. She's like, wow, they made me at home. You know, as soon as I switch to cottagecore, I don't see the ghost anymore. I think she's just vibing. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's just vibing. She's vibing now. She's living her best life. She's like, wow, they baked for me today. Oh, how cute. Next week they'll turn That's butter. Awesome. Oh my god. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> no, only eight pubic hair is the only euphemism on this channel. Oh, I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I never want to hear that phrase ever again. Please stop referencing that. Um, thank you. But it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> that is... I don't like hair in my mouth, period. And I'm not going to do it willingly. Where is it? What, you, what, what makes her bridesmaid? A... It's a colonial woman. <laughs> I saw her in the colonial oh, train. It's a colonial woman. <laughs> Holy fuck! That's a waveform I'm looking at right there. Huh? That's a big one. <laughs> oh shit! I, I'm sorry. We have to go down this rabbit hole, right? But he comes out. She doesn't have a name yet. We don't name her. I respect her too much to name her. I don't name things. One, that's the thing about me. I don't name things. Two, I respect her, so I don't give her any forced identity. I just let her live her life. She's She's dead, so you know. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She's ready. She enjoys our witchy shit. She's like, wow, they made me at home. You know, as soon as I switch to cottagecore, I don't see the ghost anymore. I think she's just vibing. (laughs) (laughs) She's just vibing. She's vibing now. She's living her best life. She's like, wow, they baked for me today. Oh, how cute. Next week they'll turn That's butter. Awesome. Oh my god. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> no, only eight pubic hair is the only euphemism on this channel. Oh, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. I never want to hear that phrase ever again. Please stop referencing that. Um, thank you. But it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> that is... I don't like hair in my mouth, period. And I'm not going to do it willingly. I just never get why all these ghosts are always old as hell. Like, I know people have died, like, from... Like, why are they always, like, Victorian-era colonial bitches? Like, I'm confused. Why can't they be, like, from the 80s? Yeah, I want an 80s businessman snorting coke. Like, (laughs) Um... I know she's a colonial lady because I've seen her, and she was in the dress of a colonial lady. Maybe she's, like, into cosplay or something. You don't know. True, she could have been. I'm just assuming, based on what she was wearing, that one time I saw her. I saw her before I lived there. Uh, my friend lived there, and I saw her, and then I still chose to move in there. That sounds like white woman decision. <laughs> like the thing. I was yeah, you were just about. talking about how it's a bad. I'm sorry. This is going to be really hard for me to get over. So at some point, I'm just I'm okay. just going to stop. But I need to know a little bit more about your encounter with this colonial woman. <laughs> I just. So here's what happened. My friends, my roommate and my friend lived in my apartment before I did. And one time I was there, I was hanging out and there's a little hallway. It's a small little hallway. It's got two bedrooms off of it and a bathroom. And I was like facing like to where that was out of the corner of my eye. And I see something move and I believe it was a colonial lady. Now, I barely remember this memory, but I know it happened because I told people about it and they've reminded me. Um, But... They lived there for a whole year before I moved in. And they would also, there were other instances where they also saw her or like something happened. But she's never done anything scary. And I believe that as long as I respect her and treat her well and believe she's good, she won't hurt me. And so far it's worked. And I've lived there for two and a so half years. So she's a friendly ghost. So like she's just into like basket weaving. Yeah. Like that's. She's like Casper in a yeah, dress. Yeah, she doesn't do anything. She, she might churn some butter. 
We think she used to show up more because I haven't seen her since I've lived there. There's a there's a slight theory that she actually used to follow around our other friend that used to live there, and that since um, our friend moved out, then now she doesn't follow anyone. That now she's gone because she followed her. But um, you know, we don't really know anything, so we just kind of live with her. And I told Kim this story. And Kim refused to sleep in the living room and had to sleep in my room because she was so scared well, yeah, of the ghost. I was like, is she going to, like, do something to me? Like, I don't Kim, know. That's you believe in this shit. ghost? I don't believe in ghosts, but she told me this at night. Like, it was already, like, <laughs> I was going to sleep on the air mattress by myself at night. And I was like, dude, what? What? And she's like, yeah, there's a ghost here. And I'm like, and then you're just going to leave me in the dark? So I already, have, I already have that whole thing with the dark. So when you tell me that there's a possible ghost here... I'm not about to do some ghost adventure bullshit by myself and see if this bitch is real or not. Like, that's not going to happen. I'm not white. I will not put myself in danger like that. And I knew better. Okay, but but it's fine because let's remind both of you that you both have slept in that living room since this happened and neither of you have been in danger. Oh, she was nice. She baked me cookies and everything. <laughs> it was up. great. <laughs> she was what? She was nice. She baked me cookies. You know, Shut it was great. <laughs> I've always had a way with colonial women. <laughs> I've never actually... I think... Aaron, have you ever seen a ghost? No. Um, no. I've I've been to, like, the places where you take the pictures and get the orbs and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say overall, no. I, I'd say that there's definitely shit that, like, we can't explain that goes on. But I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's... You know, like full-on spectral ghosts. You know, I liked Danny Phantom as a kid. Does that count? Ooh, hot! <laughs> Danny Phantom was so hot. See, I think. Oh, anyway, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. We're Wait. Gonna go into- <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go into other things. All right. So, wow. Can- can- <laughs> Jesus Christ. AJ is afraid of the the grudge ghost when she's dealing with real ghosts on a daily basis here. Well, the difference is my ghost doesn't kill anyone, and the grudge apparently murders everyone who's slightly in part, slightly connected so to I'm it. I'm just still blown away. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So, um, I guess, oh, well, I guess you you gave a, a synopsis, Kim, but you didn't really talk about what you like about the movie a whole lot. Yeah. Okay, I can go into that a little bit. Um, I think we kind of like it's a toss-up between this and the ring because i think they have similar connotations but this one i think because it is a bit more closer to the japanese version i found a bit more appeal in it the concept of like this appeal of like a ghost not really being just because someone died but deriving from emotion and like the fact that emotion and trauma is what fuels the spirit to stay and to haunt which i think is like a pretty cool explanation for the otherwise you know, unknown theorized version of why ghosts exist or if they exist, et cetera, et cetera. I think the fact that, like, the story itself is pretty... It's sad, obviously. <laughs> There's murder. But it, it also deals with it in a pretty interesting way. You know, like, not just emotions from her part, but emotions from the child as well. And the cat. Not going to forget the cat. And Thank how you. that... thinking, Yeah, right? Respect the cat. Um, and just kind of how it's a bit more spirit-based, right? Like, there's, it's more ghosts and curses versus what was seen before the 2000s, which was mostly, like, psychopathic killers. And I love that, too, but I think the shift is kind of, I, I consider it could be kind of important and kind of different 
And I think it's more digestible. You know, as much as I love gore, I think this kind of frightens you in a way that's not as subtle um, or straightforward as gore tends to be. Same with killers. It's not necessarily something you can run from or defeat. It's more so something that's inevitable. And I think I really vibe with that. And also, like, yeah, it scarred me. And it was the first movie to ever do that. And I respect. <laughs> I respect the movie for doing that to me as a child. <laughs> um but yeah it's just one of those like i never really forgot about and i I honestly have only this is the second time i believe ever watching this movie because after the first time and how bad it scared me i refuse to ever watch it again like i just would not touch it so this is a revisit for you it's not a a, a constant favorite i see no and so i figured compared to like other 2000s movies which which arguably might have been a bit better i just feel like this one has a bit more of like a fear-based nostalgia <laughs> for me and so i kind of wanted to like visit this a bit uh, visit it again and show aj uh, you i know that, to that feel my pain you wanted to yeah. scare me you just wanted to scare me yes. that was you it. did have it well i think we uh, kim and i were both shocked that the grudge would scar you more than midsummer well midsummer's just very different and like the thing i don't like about scary horror if i'm gonna say it that way is that, like, I just live in constant anxiety during it, and that's what this left me with. It left me with, like, nothing is ever safe or calm. Like, people are going to die every five seconds, and they're going to die from something scary that I can't understand. I can understand people, and that's why, like, slashers don't scare me, because I can understand, like, not that I understand people killing other people, but I understand that people do kill other people, but I can't deal with ghosts like I can't change anything about that I can't do anything about that and um that leaves me much more fearful than like a cult does because I like cults like I look into cults because I think that they are very much based on like human psychology and this is not based on anything that I can like research and look into children are real though unfortunately (laughs) and apparently no one besides me thinks they should (laughs) well it's not that they should that they should die it's just if there was a cat and a kid on a boat there'd be you know you're gonna pick the cat there'd be the the louder splash that's all i'll say (laughs) (laughs) oh my god There was just no need to kill the cat. I'm sorry. No, I oh, I, I totally agree. When that cat, like, literally, I don't think, I, I okay, there was a lot but... of reaction, but when that cat <laughs> fell into the water, there was immediately two. <gasps> yeah, I was like, why? I never understood why he did that to the cat. It did nothing. Just let it out. Like, you don't have to kill it. Just, just let, it out let it out. Okay, but why does he have to kill the fucking child? Like, there was no reason to kill the, the child. The child could talk later. And be like, yo, that guy... He kills himself. Everyone knows he murdered well, everyone. I mean, that's, that was his fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, I get it. Kids are annoying, low-key. <laughs> <laughs> so you murder them? <laughs> okay. I hate this take and I hate this movie. <laughs> um, it's hard to go through this movie like scene by scene and discuss it because there's... There's not a whole lot there. It's all over the place, too. It's definitely not sequential. It's very much like, we want you to guess what happened, or we're going to slowly unravel it. It, it, It's very hard to keep up. I had made the joke that the movie has four openings. Because it starts and that dude flings himself (laughs) off of the building. 
And then it shows some credits. Ugh. Also, another pick by Kim that has a suicide. <laughs> yes, both of Kim's choices have had suicides right in the opening. It wasn't intentional, but um, I'm happy that it happened. What are other movies that have <laughs> opened with a suicide? <laughs> this um... might be a dark path. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Sixth Sense? Ooh, I love that movie. Spoiler. This is the opening. You've never seen it, AJ? I haven't seen the movie. But it's oh the op- you can't spoil the opening. Oh my god. Yeah, you can. If you haven't seen any of it, then spoiling the opening is still I guess spoiling. So, but it's literally like it's 60 seconds movie. into the movie. Yeah. Um 6 seconds. I huh? you know, I typed in movies that open with suicide and I'm just going to close that tab. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pretend that, that didn't <laughs> yeah. go any further. We're going to we're going to move on. <laughs> Uh, I like this movie. I definitely think it's a little—it's a little convoluted in the way it tells its story. Um, it's definitely not my part of the genre. Like I said, I'm definitely more goofy and gory than um, ghosty and jump scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go- ghosts and jump scares are two things that I typically don't do. But I, I agree that the the Grudge is very formative in my opinion of of horror growing up, and it was. It was like that, and then later Paranormal Activity that were like the two scariest movies I, I can those. remember, like as a child, you know. I feel like The Ring was also one of those movies that the kids all. I still about. get them confused. I mean, I I know the two stories separately, but they're 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 definitely very similar. You know, there's actually a Japanese movie. It's like only in Japan that's The Grudge versus The Ring. Oh really? Um, yeah, it's on my list of, of shit to watch. It's absolutely crazy. And it looks like it, it just goes, like, it doesn't give a shit anymore, you know? It's just, like, balls to the wall, like, yeah, no. There, there's a scene in the trailer where um the grudge takes the videotape. I don't, I don't know what to call her, just the grudge for now, whatever. She takes the videotape and breaks it in front of the ring girl, and it's like, oh, fuck, it's on. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh, I, we should watch that at some point because that's absolutely crazy. It was uh, I don't think there's an English version. I think it's all Japanese, but mm. uh, they're they're definitely very similar, and they came out around the same time. Um, I also noticed it's kind of like a like a a cop based one in some degree. It's definitely like a detective yeah. story, and then I was looking, it reminded me kind of of kind of vibes that like Saw gives, you know. Uh, as far as having detectives and i looked it up and the first saw came out like the same year and things are in production like way before so it's not like you can easily make something in the same year in response but it's definitely like that's the creative wave that was blasting through like hollywood at the time you know it definitely felt i wonder how much like cop shows started around that time though too because i feel like a lot of cop shows started early 2000s yeah no there's a lot of early 2000s Vibes. I wonder if there was like a PR vibe that was like everyone hates the cops. Well, there was a lot of '90s riots, so maybe it was based on that. But like everyone hates the cops, NWA, things like that. And then they were like, "Let's make cop TV shows. Let's make cop." Yeah, movies. it could definitely be in response to that. Uh, there's almost like a, a bluish color palette that I feel was used mm-hmm. a lot around that time too. Like when I think of Saw, like the scenes and like the bathroom and the traps are all very blue and like very green and that's how i describe this movie too yeah same as the ring very blue yeah shoes. the rings practically blue period like <laughs> i guess it's like somber and darken up the tone and the mood of the movie which i understand is a tool 
But I guess that kind of shows why I like Midsummer so much because it's a juxtaposition of lighting. And I think Yeah, that movie's yeah. colorful as all hell. Although this movie had a very effective daytime scare, I thought. On it the did. bus. I was on the scared. bus, yes, yes. I was mid sentence talking and I had to stop and say, Oh my god, and jump because Which I was is your so favorite scared. like scare scene? Like, because there's a lot to really choose from. I would None of them. <laughs> what has to have stood out? Let me think. I have a couple. The stare you with could... the oh. jaw when her, like, jaw's missing and her tongue's out. Iconic. Mm. Iconic. I think having it be the brother and then it turning into her and then the blanket. Okay. The blanket mm. fucked Season's me up a death, bit. Yeah. There reminds me of a nightmare, right? Yeah. The blanket death scene kind of. I mean, it's a little less dramatic than the blood volcano that Johnny Depp turns into. Oh, Nightmare's incredibly intense. I uh I really like the the shower scene with the hand mm-hmm. and the hair. That that one's always oh. really iconic to me. Oh. Um I like that. Really besides that, I don't love a ton of the opening things. The the removed jaw and the person missing the jaw. Both of those were like really well done and I think because they're are so few shots using CG and makeup that like all the budget could just go to like those ones in particular. Yeah. And it like paid off big time in there. The, literally both the detached jaw and the woman without the jaw probably make up five seconds of the runtime, but uh, I can picture yeah. them right now. So that's like effective, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then PG 13. Yeah. And that's also kind of the beginning of, of that trend, which we're still, still kind of in right now it's like you just spend you get so much more money there's so much more income to be had getting middle schoolers and high schoolers into your horror movie than there is uh making sure it's rated r and getting adults in it's it's just you make so much more money that way but i still think the jaw scene was like because you know they can only get away with so much with that Mm -hmm. pg-13 rating so that jaw seems probably as extreme as they could go and it turned out really well and then the scene where she climbs down the stairs, oh, that's worth the runtime for me. Like, I think a lot of this this movie can be considered, at least in my opinion, somewhat slow. But it's all worth it in that stair curl. Like, the effects they put on that. and It's so simple, but so effective. And it's, it's, it's worth watching the whole movie for, uh, in my opinion. I, I think it's great. I don't think this movie is slow. Really? I feel like in comparison to a lot of movies that I've watched, at least, like paranormal or i watched mama which fucked me up as a teenager but i feel like there's every five seconds there's something that scares me and i feel like it continuously maybe not five seconds but every couple of minutes there's something that scared me and i feel like every story ends with a death and every story ends with something terrifying i guess slow might have been the wrong phrasing for it i guess i guess what it comes down to is a lot of the characters are just so wooden yeah i agree yeah they're just not interesting people to watch uh i think the closest we get is the detective when he's like going through pictures of him with his buddies and you know different times and whatnot like he's the only person i really ever felt like sorry for i guess i guess you get some sympathy for the um wow i'm really bad at the characters in this i apologize uh not karen not uh the 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 wife that moves there and is uncomfortable oh, with lesbian? living in Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we want to explain that before we continue? <laughs> the actress herself is a lesbian. Oh, also but... she plays, she's been in like some pretty like gay movies. And that's how I know her. 
And she directed um, a very yeah, gay movie. So called I Happiest say lesbian Seasons, as a term of affection trash. and endearment. We stand lesbians. As an LGBT member, <laughs> I stand lesbians. <laughs> but as you guys were looking it up, you found a bio that just had one sentence in it, right? Right. It's like, she is lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Her her Wikipedia personal life just says, uh, Clea is <laughs> And I was like, that's all I want. That's it's all I dream of. They kind of give you... I would have to be a lesbian, though, but that's fine. <laughs> they kind of um, make you feel some sympathy for her, but um, she's the fourth main character to be introduced in a half hour. And she dies pretty quickly. So it's kind of just like, it's hard to really feel for her. So if there were some characters I liked, even if they, they could have made the boyfriend like someone you liked a whole lot. So you didn't want to see something bad happen to him. But instead he they could have replaced the man with a cardboard cutout and like, (laughs) it would not Mm -hmm. have changed anything. So I think that kind of affects it for me. I'm more just kind of waiting for the, the scary parts or waiting for the ghost to appear. I agree. And it it, it pays That's off fair. when the ghost shows up, you know. Not to be too negative, you know, I, no, I enjoy yeah. it. I think this is, I mean, I would classify it as slow as well. And I, I think it, it is also because, like, there's a lot of gaps in between the scares, which is more like the storytelling. And that, to me, it's like, there didn't need to be that much. In my opinion, if they cut down the amount of characters and focused on only a few and really built them, it would be a lot more effective. Or if they're going to have this many characters, do like what other, I mean, I don't want to compare it to a slasher, but like in a way, movies like Friday have like tons of people and they just like kill them off in really cool ways. I almost would have preferred less dynamic, more cool kills or haunts or less characters and more dynamic characterization. This is kind of like in the middle where it's a bit too like, I don't really care about this white man. Like you cannot make me care for him. I just don't. Because they also, in, like, Friday movies, they don't have, like, great characterization, but they at least all fit, like, some kind of stereotype. So you can be like, yeah. oh, this one's like you the fat them. guy, this one's the perv, this one's, you know, and they at least can play with those tropes in some degree. But, you know, Karen, the, the Sarah Michelle Geller character, what can you say about her? Like, w- d- name a character trait of her. And Matt and Peter, the two white men, I swear to God, I got them mixed up, like, twice. I thought they were the same man. Yeah, they looked very similar. And I similar. only knew because they called, I mean, I recognized the names were different, but I was like, that is not the guy from the beginning? I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, they, they chose two dudes that looked super similar as well. Yeah, it was really <laughs> it was difficult to decipher. But, but I guess that shows that the characters are almost the least important part of that equation, because everybody knows the uh, from like the grudge <laughs> and the long hair and all that like Ugh. all of that stood out and all of that is like stood the test of time despite having like really not a whole hell of a lot i agree or else to offer you know she was the strongest part of the movie and like give kudos to her name is takako i'm gonna pronounce that mis- incorrectly i'm sorry takako fuji who actually, she actually has training in contortion and ballet. That's why she could do all those really cool, like, like the, the way that she, like, moved down the stairs and the way she kind of twists her body in certain scenes. She's really, like, yeah. flexible, which I think is, like, really cool and understated. I don't think she gets enough credit for how amazing she did in this movie. 
I definitely thought about that too because my my favorite scene in this movie is probably when she's uh, besides the stair scene is when she's flipping through the the photographs. I can you can see the woman that would later become Different. the ghost in the background of each of the pictures. Mm-hmm. And like that that scene to me is really effective. I really enjoy that scene. But also when you, they're showing the girl in the background, you're like, wow, she's almost completely unrecognizable to the like monster she is later. And, like, I, I was looking at her and thinking, like, wow, you probably, you know, have never been really recognized for that, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. it's not easy to walk down the street yeah. and be like, oh, my God, you were in the grudge, <laughs> you know, and because like, you were so much makeup. they didn't do much to her face, you know? Like, it, like, in a James Wan movie, the amount of makeup that goes into creating characters like The Nun or, you know, those kind of characters, she just had, like, white makeup and she just, like, had her hair and, like, a bloody nightgown. Like it, it was really simple, yeah. but yet yeah. very she's memorable. mainly gray. Yeah, like that's that's it. She's she's a gray woman primarily, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it works. Yeah, uh, I haven't well. seen the original. I imagine you know a lot of people would say it's better. Just you know. I think I uh, saw it like years ago, but I don't. It was definitely better because there's there's different characters and the storylines a bit. Like it makes more sense, I guess, than here. But I remember that I, I liked it a lot better. I was going to ask. I noticed there was at least two sequels to The Grudge. Have you seen any of them, Kim? Um, I didn't see. I know there's a do on not, two. I didn't see The Grudge. Sorry, two. I'm not replying. I'm not think talking about the 2019 Grudge that came out just recently. Just The Grudge two and The Grudge three. Yeah, no. I, I this movie ones. scared me too much. And then when I saw Do Own, I was like, that's it. <laughs> I'm finished. I'm not watching this anymore. The only thing I know is that like the third one was straight to DVD, so that can't be a good rabbit hole <laughs> to go down. Um, I know the I, new I just... one was like horrible, according to critics and reviews. I I didn't watch it because I was too afraid, just because of her. But um, I heard it was really bad. My sister went to see it and said it was one of the worst movies she ever saw. So that stopped me from going to see it like immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I saw reviews online, and it like cemented that I was not going to go see that movie. But I know they they apparently whitewashed her. Um, What's up with that? Like, like, I know this movie wanted to like westernize itself, but the amount of white people was exhausting in this movie. They they really should have at that point just said it in America, like, like the ring. Been... Like it makes more sense yeah. if you're going to use a casting like that. Put it in a space that makes sense. Don't just drop them in Japan and make everyone speak English and the signage be English. Like it's it's kind of like a weird, like just a <laughs> just a position. Yeah, and it I don't particularly sense. care that about like oh it should stay Japanese. It has Japanese roots. It should stay like that doesn't bother me so much. If it's an American adaptation, it's an American adaptation. Mm-hmm. It's just that weird half step that's just odd <laughs> yeah i was it not too big of a fan of the way that they did this i don't know if they're trying to go with more an organic feel to set it in japan because it um it's based in japan technically if they wanted to just kind of stick with that but i don't i don't really think it worked yeah yeah i'd say it's primarily a miss on that front it just it just seems odd but again i also had brought up the context of one point about how the internet was you know a little less prevalent at this time so yeah. the idea of easily consuming like a japanese movie it was certainly um a bit a bit more weird you know Mm -hmm. whereas in now uh foreign language films are so much more accessible that uh, you would almost argue that uh 
it needed a kind of more of an adaptation at the time but that's no excuse for i mean like a, an american audience in 2004 could comprehend the existence of japanese people so yeah. <laughs> at least i at least i think so <laughs> <laughs> also like these characters were so dumb like there's not a single character that had a single brain cell in this movie like no karen buffy my girl literally at the end she this the grudge was literally on daphne not she, buffy thank to you me. she's buffy to me because i'm gay so hey Daph- daphne <laughs> okay, too daphne Just and velma me. everyone thinks that it's it's like shaggy and velma and and uh fred no, and daphne it's daphne, it's daphne, daphne and velma, and velma. <laughs> Through and through. They changed clothes in an episode. <laughs> this is canon, coming up with the trivia. And, so they, she's, and then Daphne switched clothes with Elvira, too. I've seen it in the Scooby-Doo plus I Bill only Nye know the gay trivia. plus Elvira movie that I saw. Let's watch that movie next. Oh, God. Absolutely. Um, but, like, when her boyfriend is getting, like, not even eaten, but like attacked by the grudge at the end. She oh, just, Harry like, Potter him. reference. He's getting the Dementor's kiss. He's getting the soul sucked out of him. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> official Harry Potter podcast, oh, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry I interrupted you. Here's some flashers. The official Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> oh shit. I'm so sorry I interrupted Kim. I just, I had to. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> When he's getting the Dementor's kiss, he's getting the soul sucked out of him. And he looks the same way he looked throughout the rest of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Continue. What happens then, Kim? I mean, <laughs> go over there. <laughs> what were you going to say? He did. What were you going to say? I was just criticizing the fact that she did nothing to help him. I know the dude's heavy, but like True. you could have tried to throw hands okay, with this but- girl. What do you do I to a ghost? I would try and beat her ass. Period. I- I'm with I'm with Kim. That that ghost tackled him, and fucking Ashton Kutcher's gonna get the soul sucked out of him, <laughs> and she falls <laughs> over and just watches it happen. <laughs> like she like I thought the same thing. I was like, she hasn't even tried to like shove him, shove her, or like push her. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, she was paralyzed with fear. It was just kind of framed in such a way that I was like, well, you're not going to try to do, like, something? <laughs> yeah, she didn't even, like, cry. She didn't scream his name. She forgot about him at one point. Like, when she was walking to the house, she was like, oh, Doug. I was like, dude, you came here to save your boyfriend. Are you are you seriously forgetting the reason you came here? <laughs> like, <laughs> The whole movie forgets about him for, like, a good 20 minutes, and then there's a phone call later where he's like, hey, remember me we lived together i'm worried about you (laughs) you moved to japan for me i'll uh i'm gonna talk to you tonight okay all right bye and like that's as emotional he got throughout the whole fucking movie yeah it's just so weird it's great in the parts that it's great and the rest is just like it's just it's just the characters, like the characters, but I don't think it takes away from the movie, which is interesting, because normally if the characters aren't interesting, I don't give a fuck about the movie. I'm like, yeah, kill them. But um, this movie, I think because the grudge herself is so iconically terrifying that it um, it's able to carry okay, itself. Okay, AJ, if you had to choose, okay? You're either going to spend your entire life uh-huh. in the midsummer cult or one night in this grudge house. Oh, easy. Midsummer cult. <laughs> You'd rather be in that nasty easy. cult? Easy. Flat out. 
okay, I want you to remember that I decided that the cult was good at the end and got totally tricked by him. I think you forgot that they don't scare me. However, <laughs> they should. She scares me. They should. You're right. But I feel like the chances, I feel like I could blend in. I feel like they're not going to murder me. She is going to murder me no matter what I do. But they, I can convince that I'm charming and interesting and the May Queen and they'll, they'll keep me alive. How about the alien STDs from Creepshow or the Grudge House? You would either get alien STDs like Stephen King or you oh. would have to stay in the Grudge House. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'd pick the Grudge House oh, for that wow. one. I'd rather die from the Grudge than I'd die getting turned into that green shit. Because that seems like the worst. I'm just like imagining AJ at 72 on the Midsummer Cliff like, <laughs> I'm going to do flip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to go, y'all. <laughs> Kim, is there any thirst trap moments in this for you? Is there, is there anyone <laughs> in, in the no. Grudge you want to bang? Not no. even Ashton Kutcher? Definitely as not As Doug? <laughs> He's like <laughs> greasy Justin Bieber hair. I do not like it. He's got that Halpert hair. Halpert personality. Normally I'd nominate Daphne, but um, she does nothing in this movie. <laughs> I mean, Buffy was very attractive, but she's not really, yeah, she, she's done some good, like, she's done horror before. I don't think, it, I think it was after this one, actually. I'm not quite sure if it was before I, or after. I think of her in, um, no, it's certainly before in, uh, I know what you did last summer. Exactly right? what I was thinking, yeah. So I know she That's has the range to be a good actress. I just think here it was just kind of, I'm not quite sure. It didn't, it didn't nobody looks good it. in this movie. Like, no. no. Like, nobody comes through as having a good performance. I don't think it's, it's her, uh, of her fault at all. Wait, you wouldn't fuck the grudge? No, ma'am, she scares me, dude. Literally, See, sometimes that's what sometimes that's what you need, right? Kim. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have yeah. a little bit of fear. What's wrong you with gotta... the scary lady that you want to no, sleep no. with? She, I mean, even now watching again, Loki, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's gonna kind of, I'm gonna have trouble sleeping a little bit for a while, um, just because Thank like you. her face, like it takes me back to when I first saw her and I was afraid she was gonna come in my closet or under my bed. Oh, I didn't need the closet thing or the under the bed. Why did you because add she that? She can come anywhere, dude. Like literally, Shut she the fuck literally up. just like I don't know how this happens. She just like teleports. Shut up! My f- I don't need that. I don't need my any favorite of part that. Is when she was outside of AJ's window looking in. That was my, <laughs> no! that was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> no. And it was you like, can't even oh, talk shit. to her because she doesn't like talk. So I'm like, we can't vibe. We can't be friends. I can't try and like. <sighs> charm her to not kill me okay but you know she's into co- some kinky shit is she? so like at least there's that is she she's gotta I be i don't think so man she was a stalker when she was alive she's into stalking that's, that's not my sure. vibe yeah it's just pictures of her outside and you're like wow the girl in that window is drinking a lot is that is that aj <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> There's two windows in this room, and one of them doesn't have covers. And now I'm staring and she can be at a it, both. thinking that there's gonna be something outside of it. Shut up! What if they like tag team and they like join forces? You know, they're not gonna fight each other. I'm not with the colonial woman tonight. She's at home. I'm different place. I'm just saying, she might have packed it up with you and been like, "I'm gonna go hang out with AJ for a bit, just for funsies." You know what? She'll fucking protect me because she's well, that's got what, my back. That's what Molly's saying. Is that she'll she'll ward him off? You know. Do you ever like wake up 
in the middle of the night and like everything's dark but your eyes do that thing where they like make shapes out of like random like there's nothing there but your eyes just like pixelate a little bit and it's like Mm -hmm. is that a shadow or is that just my eyesight spazzing out that happens to me when i drive at night i'll like see things on the side of the road a lot Sometimes when I drive at night, there's just suddenly like a huge bump in the road, and then, like that's concerning. AJ, do you need glasses? No, it'll be like something. How many people have you hit with your car? How many shapes have you seen? Zero. And how many have you hit? They're not on the road. They're always on the side of the road. <laughs> that's so concerning. Still. It's not helpful. This podcast makes me sound crazy. Well, I quickly realized after our last two podcasts that all I talked about in one was a dude hanging dong, and the and all the other one was just me talking about how great a man's hair was. So I'm on a, I'm on an interesting path as far as public perception at these last two episodes as well. Well, I believe in ghosts and colonial um, women ghosts. That's, that's my favorite. Is that she's been given and- an era. <laughs> she does have an era. All, a lot of ghosts have to be racist, right? Maybe that's why she didn't haunt me because she oh, was 100%. like, mm, "This bitch isn't here to clean." Um, <laughs> people, <laughs> you let her sleep inside the house, not in like the service chamber. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay, Holy but shit. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, this is reaching new levels. This has been by far the podcast <laughs> we've been off topic on the most. <laughs> this is the most chaotic it. one. Yeah, this is a chaotic podcast. I love it, though. There was only so much to talk about, That's though. That's true. I mean, would you rather make out with the grudge and have your tongue ripped out <laughs> or a dementor? Tempting, tempting. I, I never or... couldn't think of another or. A dementor. <laughs> I'll take a Dementor. <laughs> I don't know, man. Your tongue ripped out? It would be faster. I'll I feel like Dementors would take too long. Like, you know, you're, you're slowly, like, going crazy, like, Sirius Black, you know? Here, it's, like, one and done. Like, a messy makeout, and then I just get to, like, have peace. You know what? I feel like I've made out with people who've tried <laughs> to suck my tongue out, so, like... <laughs> Maybe that's not the worst option. Ooh, the shade to the exes. We love that. They're never going to hear this podcast. It's fine. Cool. So do you want to give like exact Facebook links real quick just so we can harass? So. You know what? Fucking go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> they were shitty kissers and that's Holy on them. Shit. Holy shit. No, we never mentioned throughout all of this. And this is completely off topic. <laughs> we went this whole movie without really ever talking about like the second scary character, the little boy. Oh my God. The cat boy. Oh yeah. Cat boy. He's Catboy. Cat Alone in the world, a little cowboy. Did he, like, merge with, like, why Why is he meowing? Did he merge with, like, are their souls one? Yes. They both got drowned in the bathtub. And, like, what? Their souls so just, like, their ghosts are so, together. They're chilling out. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> like, why the hell would your soul... Can you imagine that? Like, I'd be so pissed oh, off. I didn't need to remember him. I didn't need to remember him. I'm creeped out again. I think he's kind of lame. He kind of creeps me out. He's a little creepy, yeah, but like all children are kind of creepy. Facts. 
True. But I work with children who are creepy, so, like, I don't need any more creepy children. Kids say, like, scary shit. Like, there'll be kids that are, like, four that'll be like, oh, I just don't want to go into the sky. And you're like, the fuck does that mean? You know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Don't say shit like yeah. that past 10 o'clock, okay? It's like what, H- what, uh, what Kim said earlier. It's like, to be fair, that story was told to me at night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I don't think it was told to you at night. I think it was told to you at sunset. That's even scarier. You know, we were getting ready for bed. Like, you, you, we had the mattress out already. And I was, and I was like, I oh, I'm going to sleep about outside it in the car. myself. And you were like, yeah. And then I think you, like, brought it up. You're like, yeah, like something about like the ghost that lives here and i was like what the fuck are you telling me right now (laughs) like i wasn't gonna go to bed yet but i was getting ready for bed like that was the next step of the night was me getting ready to go to bed and you were gonna go to your room no i i think that i told you in the car away from the house and then we watched paranormal activity and then we talked about it again i didn't watch paranormal activity at your house Yes, you did. The weird part is Kim's not afraid of ghosts. She's afraid of colonial women. So, like, she was fine until you got into <laughs> yeah, dude, She'd lock me outside. I know it. <laughs> she'd drag me by my hair and be like, this is an all-white establishment. <laughs> you cannot be in here. My roommate's not white. <laughs> oh, I forgot oh. about that. <laughs> you see the colonial ghost. You're like, oh, what you gonna do? Churn butter? Die of childbirth? <laughs> <laughs> syphilis affecting you like what the fuck (laughs) oh does someone have the flu (laughs) um do we have any final thoughts i hated it (laughs) that's that's the end terms that's 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 the full statement i hated it (laughs) yeah that's it that's all i got i think it's iconic but kind of lacking in substance all around uh it was a good trip down like memory lane but uh and some of the effects are great uh, i didn't know sam raimi was involved so that was interesting and to see sam raimi's brother uh act in it but it didn't feel very sam raimi at all it felt yeah. um it, it lacked some of that there are a few things i felt like i could a couple of interesting cartoony little shots that i thought were sam raimi ish but overall his influence i didn't feel all too much but yeah good good chipped on memory lane but not a not anything i'll probably revisit anytime soon in all honesty yeah, same. Same. It has it's cemented in you know horror history as like a movie that happened that scared everyone, which I think is you know something great on its own. But you know it, it's it's just here for like a nice time. But I I would not like to revisit this. She is scary as hell, and I give them kudos for making a character so simple yet so scary. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, honestly, like she's yeah, just no. scary as hell. It's a shame the the remake was was so awful. And it's weird because this movie got a remake. Uh, I got The Grudge 2019. Mm-hmm. At the same time that Ring got Rings. If you think and about both it, were it trash. has to be Yeah, both were terrible and I'll never forgive Rings because uh they had a Friday the 13th film waiting in in the wings. That were oh. they were waiting to release one, but then they were waiting to see how Rings did and Rings did so fucking terribly that they were like, "Ah, horror's not doing great right now." And uh axed the Friday script. So, like, wow. that sucked. But uh, it's interesting that those movies would come up at the same time and then be rebooted at the same time. Like, at least within a year, maybe two years, but I think just one. Um, Actually, interestingly, this film, now that you bring up Friday the 13th, this film had the record for the highest grossing opening weekend for, like, any horror remake. So it made, like, $39 million, up until 
2009's Friday the 13th, which grossed in about like 40.1 million, which I a think is pretty I impressive. Like. A movie I like, which doesn't get a, a lot of respect, but there's... Uh, it didn't do anything particularly amazing, but it did absolutely nothing wrong, you know? Yeah. But, but that's, a, that's a story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to dive into that later. Maybe, maybe someday in the future, we'll watch a slasher on Slashers and Spirits. <gasps> Definitely we will. we will. <laughs> when we do, there's going to be a curse laid upon the podcast, but none of us will survive, <laughs> and we'll all be stuck as ghosts outside of H.A.'s window. <laughs> and then we can meet the colonial woman. You know what? I would love to be a ghost. Hi, welcome to hell. Here's your colonial dress. Now get to making <laughs> pies, peasant. Hell yeah. I love making pies. Oh, God. No pubes, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only rule. No pube pies. No, not allowed. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next week when we watch Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties, starring Bill Murray. <laughs> uh, I've been Aaron. I'm, I'm AJ. Him. All right, bye. Love you. <laughs>